0: Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind.
1: To prove it I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out so what are you afraid of those feelings are made of get in the game your moment of fame So then what you made of it's time that we stand up it's time that we man up for anyone asking who is the best we put in our hands up my time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time, you better get ready to race in the I'm top ready to do this, show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real, I'm feeling so ruthless My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop Lower the lights down, hand over my crown, hand over my heart
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Grind. On today's episode, we are talking with Malika Hope, who is the head of product at Intuit Canada. Malika is passionate and a dynamic member of the Canadian accounting community. She began her professional career in public accounting where she earned her chartered accountant designation. She then pivoted to the software industry, gaining experience with desktop accounting products before moving to Intuit where she leads the QuickBooks Online and self-employed product management team in Canada. Malika is a self-employed personal trainer on the side and is a passionate advocate for the success of small businesses and self-employed industries in Canada. Leveraging the partnership of accounting and bookkeeping professionals and the power of the cloud technology in her spare time Malika competes in powerlifting sings reads and loves to cheer on the Toronto Raptors into a QuickBooks is a champion of small businesses focusing on on helping them grow and prosper with the world's largest small business ecosystem with millions of customers billions of transactions and decades of experience quickbooks helps unlock the power of data and the cloud to give small businesses and the self-employed the advantage and confidence they need to succeed as always everyone be sure you have a pen piece of paper sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with malika hope enjoy Well, Malika Hope, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you?
2: I'm very well. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, Malika, for people listening to the episode today, kind of being first introduced to you, if you wouldn't mind just kind of talking a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do.
2: Great. Yeah, Malika Hope. Um, I lead the product management team for the small business and self-employed group for Intuit Canada.
0: Amazing. And how long have you been uh, in that role for?
2: In this specific role, about a year, and I've been with Intuit for five and a half years now.
0: Wow. So w- what were you doing before that, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs>
2: um, I did product management at a different uh, financial services company, and before okay. that, I, um, I'm trained actually as a chartered accountant.
0: Got you. So y- y- envision yourself, sort of, you become an accountant. Uh, <laughs> w- what was sort of the first vision for yourself?
2: Uh, I I guess I think I thought I would turn out as a CFO or some type of accountant throughout my career, Um, but I found that corporate accounting wasn't exactly for me, and so um, I I didn't really tell my old employers this, but I took the first job that hired me after I got qualified, um, and it was as a product manager, and I haven't looked back.
0: Wow. So was that always, like, from what age did you want to be an accountant?
2: Uh, Well, I actually went to university for piano. So so um, (laughs) I changed majors when I was 19. um, And I knew when I went to business school that I thought accounting was probably the spot for me.
0: Interesting. So you always had this sort of creative musical side to you.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Awesome. So do you still do you still play piano?
2: I do. I play the piano. Um, and after I graduated university, I actually sang professionally for a few years wow. on the side. So um, I try to keep it up as much as I can, but not as much as I used to, unfortunately.
0: What did, uh, you know, growing up sort of with that early passion of, of being uh, playing piano and obviously your, your talent for singing, what, what has that sort of taught you and transitioned over into business?
2: Uh, I think it teaches you a certain amount of discipline. I mean, even in university, when I studied piano, I went to school when I was 17. I was quite young. And to be successful at the university level, uh, the demand is to practice four to five hours a day, yep. which uh, and, and that's on top of the rest of your course load. So as a first year university student, um, I was waking up at eight, going to the practice room to practice before my classes started um, I think that level of discipline at a young age uh, really carries over well when you're used to saying no to things and you're used to prioritizing, you know, just putting in, like grinding, putting in work. I think that's always a valuable skill to have in your back pocket. You
0: no, know, that sounds very, I, I was a student athlete, so it kind of mm. sounds very much like, you know, you're you're playing a sport in university and people don't realize the time commitment it takes to do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I actually wanted to um I I played soccer my whole life. I wanted to play yeah. soccer in university and they said you got to pick one. Like you can't study music and play a varsity sport. It's just not possible. Yeah.
0: Wow. So what uh what led you to music it was just more of your passion?
2: It was at the time um Right now I'd say athletics are more of a, a passion, day to day. Those are probably my two big passions outside of work. Um and I, I guess I focused on music, you know, in my teens and early twenties and then more athletics in my, you know, now.
0: Gotcha. What what sports are you big fan of?
2: I'm a fan of all of them. Big okay. fan of Raptors. Nice. Um, big you pick your last year, but uh, yeah. I compete in powerlifting, oh, wow. and um I'm a personal trainer
0: outside business as a personal trainer. Wow. So still you've you've kept up that heavy workload since college, (laughs) it sounds like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So when you asked me earlier and I mentioned the hard work, I guess I more it's like become a habit. I don't I don't do well sitting around.
0: Interesting. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about kind of what you're doing now. You you transition into your role that you've been doing for, you said, just over a year, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How has that sort of changed for you?
2: Well, before this new role, I was doing, you know, on the ground product management. So I was, you know, meeting with customers every day, building requirements, working with a scrum team and delivering capabilities. And now it's more of a leadership role. You know, I sit on our senior leadership team. I have a team of product managers um, that I help out day to day. And so the scope of my job has changed completely. And I'd say um, I, I really enjoy what I'm doing now. The responsibility and workload has increased Um, And so I I think, you know, there's a leader in our company that often talks about, you know, you've got your work, you've got your personal life, you've got your family and friends, and there's different times in your life where you have to lean into each of them. And so there was a time when, you know, my athletics that I compete in powerlifting, that was a big priority to me. And so I leaned into that. And right now I'd say I'm leaning more into work. And some of the other things are, you know, I don't have quite as much time for, but I think as long as you're able to keep that balance and shift which priority you're leaning into at which time, um, I think that's a full life, I guess, at least to me.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I I mean, I I think it's almost impossible to really live like a fully balanced life at all times, right? It's not realistic. Exactly. Yeah. So how has that, you know, transition into leadership work for you? Cause I know I speak with a lot of entrepreneurs and you know, at first you're kind of in it, right? Like you're, (laughs) you're hands on and now you have to take sort of more of this hands-off approach and and be more of a leader for people. What's that transition like been for you?
2: It's, been challenging probably I guess in ways I didn't expect I mean I was there there was a long time where I was you know sort of leaning into that leadership role my day-to-day was managing products but I would get pulled into leadership things here and there so I thought I was very well equipped Um, but uh, I'd say firstly I had a really tough time letting go of you know the ownership especially of the products that I specifically managed before and so it's been a big challenge to you know hire someone new And then at first I was like, well, she's just transitioning, so I should still be like super involved in the day to day and just finally having to like cut the cord and let other people take control of things. uh, That was more of a challenge than I expected. And then um, people management is, is something I'm really excited about and I'm really passionate about. But there's, you know, different challenges every day with how to be the best leader you can and how to show up the best
0: for your staff. What are some things you found have been helpful for you? Whether that's like outside of the work hours, this is what you sort of work on to become a better leader, or maybe leaning into uh, the the people that are on the leadership team already. What are some things you found have really helped?
2: I really lean on. leaders that I have built good relationships with in the past. So, you know, my first leader at Intuit, uh, we had a fantastic relationship and he doesn't work with Intuit anymore, but we're still in touch. And he lives in California. So last week I was in California and I uh, met him and his wife for dinner. And so I think maintaining those relationships and thinking about, you know, what would a leader that I've admired do in these types of situations was uh, incredibly helpful. And I took a leadership um, course that Intuit provided Which was fantastic. It taught about situational leadership. And so rather than kind of, um, you know, looking at one of your staff and saying, you know, this is a high performer, they're amazing at everything, I should, you know, take a hands off approach or, you know, taking the opposite approach saying, you know, this person needs a lot of help, I should over index on them. It's about um, dealing with them in task by task or situation by situation. And so Someone that's a high performer may have certain tasks that you ask them to do that they've never done before. And so it's assessing every task that you allocate to your staff and saying, what's the level of leadership that I need to provide based on the level of comfort and confidence that the, the individual has with that specific task. And thinking about things task-based has really, really helped me.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's one of the bonuses with you know being in a, a big company like that is all the resources you get and all the training yeah. you get, right?
2: Absolutely. It's, um, you know, when I talk to friends that are in startups, uh, it's one of the things I'm really, really grateful for. I don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Cause you hear so often, like, it's funny, like you talk sports and I always relate back sports to business and it's not Mm -hmm. like someone can just decide to be an athlete one day. Like I'm going to go be a professional athlete, but you can in business, right? Yeah. You need all of like the things that come with sports or structure. And that's what I think companies bring to you is like that structure of how you do things in the training. And it's very difficult as a a solopreneur or a startup to be able to kind of create that for yourself. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. And obviously there's huge benefits. Like you learn, you know, leadership skills, you're learning stuff on the, on the job that may be a bit harder depending on your situation in a large company. But I think, you know, in the climate right now with startups being so popular, there's almost like a stigma against the larger companies. But if they're doing their jobs well, they can have a wealth of extra resources that um, can really help boost someone's career. I think getting a a mix of both is probably ideal.
0: Yeah. So, And and just leaning into kind of more of who you are, right? Like maybe for me that doesn't fit, but for other people it does. And just because it doesn't work for one person doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. And I think it's so difficult when you kind of are are learning and you see someone that you admire tell you to do something, some way to not sort of follow that. Right?
2: Absolutely. And you know, I have really good friends that work for startups. Uh, My boyfriend uh, works for a family business and seeing, you know, what they get to do. I sometimes think, Oh man, it would be really exciting to be my own boss or to you know run my own company. But I, I never really had that strong entrepreneurial bug. Um, I I, I do like having structure in my life. Well, you can probably tell based on my background. I like (laughs) discipline and structure, so it it was a good fit for me to to work for a corporation.
0: No doubt. But you still get some of that sort of entrepreneurship with your personal training, right?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's uh, a because my clientele at Intuit, our customers are small business owners and self-employed. I think it definitely helps add some empathy to what I'm doing to to feel you know to to be working as an entrepreneur outside of my day job.
0: So since you get the chance to work with so many, you know, s- startups and small businesses and entrepreneurs, like there's a lot of people listening who are, are trying to dive into that, whether it's they're starting something for themselves, they've been doing it for a while. What have you found kind of from an observant view and where you are seen that really helps new entrepreneurs succeed, whether that be something like a tool or something that they consistently do?
2: I think that knowing what you're awesome at and knowing what you need help in and where to look for help is extremely important. And so a lot of people become entrepreneurs because they have a passion for a specific thing. So, you know, for me, it was athletics and personal training and nutrition Um, but a lot of people don't have the expertise in, you know, what do I do at tax time and how do I, what expenses do I need to keep track of and, and all of that. And so whether it's, you know, finding a tool like QuickBooks online, I'll give it a little plug there, or whether it's, you know, speaking to an accountant and deciding or deciding to work with a bookkeeper or a lawyer or whoever it is, there's so many people out there that have expertise in different things and are really excited to share that expertise. And so and it'll allow you to lean into the expertise that you have if you have you know people in your network and in your circle that can kind of fill in the gaps for you
0: yeah, makes it, it kind of goes back to building that team around you right and if like you said with QuickBooks with with taxes, it takes something off your plate um, where most people because I, I found it too when you're when you're starting you really are like you don't get taught that unless you're going to school for it. you're like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? What am I missing?
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, I talk to people all the time or people that have been doing it and they're still learning new pieces every day or realizing that there's efficiencies they can get or things that they didn't realize. And so always, you know, taking an attitude of curiosity and never being complacent and I can do better. And there's people that know better than me. And, you know, I I like to have that attitude in a corporate environment as well, but never assume that you know everything or that you're the smartest person in your circle and then you'll you'll constantly be getting better.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, one thing I I love to ask people is how old are you, if you don't mind me asking, (laughs) Uh, I'm 33, (laughs) 33. Not that I like to ask people how old they are, but (laughs) it just makes context. So say you could go back 10 years, sit down with a, a 23 year old or maybe the 23 year old version of yourself and you know, offer a piece of advice or piece of guidance. I'm wondering for you kind of what that would be.
2: Oh, wow. That's kind of a tough question. Um, I would say, uh, I know this might sound kind of cliche, but be true to yourself. And what I mean by that is be true to your strengths and your weaknesses. I think that there's a a strong um, message or bias, uh, and maybe this is a corporate thing, but you know, to always be told here are things that you can improve on or areas of opportunity and to really be pushed to get better at those things, rather than, you know, here are the things that you're awesome at and keep accelerating those or keep getting awesome at them. Um, That being a balanced person and uh, being a little good at everything isn't necessarily the way to go. But if you have something that you're really a rock star at, like really double down on that, um, doubling down on strengths and trying to you know, make up weaknesses to a certain extent rather than trying to be good at everything was probably a trap that I, uh, that was a trap that I fell into.
0: Yeah. I mean, you probably see it so much. I do too, right? There's so many people who try so many different things and especially as a, a startup or a business, you're trying to put on so many different hats and you're not really yeah. excelling at one area.
2: Yeah. Well, and even, so I got a lot of feedback, you know, and I think this is a pretty common piece of feedback that women can sometimes get is you know you're a bit too assertive or you come on too strong and i would get that early in my career and i was like oh okay i guess i need to really hold back and one of the best managers i had was like no that is that's a skill like that is a value that you bring to the table you're assertive like you put you get your point of view across but just know who your audience is. So maybe if you're speaking to a certain type of person, you need to flex that a little bit, or you have to, you know, lean into a bit more of an empathetic approach. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue to be like a strong and assertive leader, because that's probably what's going to get you ahead. And that's, you know, staying true to the style that you feel comfortable with.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, what's next like what, what do you feel like is next for you i mean i look at all the things you're doing and all the things you're interested in is there something that you're working on a product or, or a, a project that you're super excited about for this year or next
2: oh da- there's so many things i'm excited about with this job i feel like every year i've worked it into it um, the scope and the the innovation that we're providing just gets more and more exciting um you probably heard a lot of buzz you know in the industry lately about artificial intelligence and machine yeah. learning and what we're able to do with that and i think in the accounting and finance space there's so much opportunity we announced recently this year a feature called uh, like a cash flow planner where it's basically able to take past data that we're understanding about a user's behavior and what you know what they're spending and the income that they've made we're able to look at future transactions that they have as well as make some predictions to give a user an idea of what their cash flow position is going to be and so we could you know potentially warn them you know you're going to be a bit short on payroll so maybe you want to adjust when you pay certain expenses or things like that and wow. So really excited to launch that feature in Canada but that's just kind of the beginning of what we're able to do. The great thing about working in accounting, you know, some people think accounting is boring, but the amount of data that is available just means that the opportunities are incredible with what we can do and what we can predict. Uh, so we're just getting started there and super exciting to me.
0: I bet you it's cra- I mean you've been doing it for for so long. I bet you it's crazy to see sort of where it's come like from where you started to where it is now and <laughs> where you envision it being in 5, 10 years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine in 10 years. Yeah. When I started in product management, I worked on a desktop product, um, you know, very binary, old school accounting style. And yeah, in eight years or nine years where we are now, I, I mean, I don't even know what, where we'll be in a decade. But yeah, it's super exciting.
0: No doubt. Do you see, like, I don't know if you have the answer to this, do you see, but, like, th- when AI comes and, and starts to, to get stronger and used by more, maybe even in your space, like, jobs being reduced?
2: I, I, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I think that as new technology... You know, evolves. And I mean, we're already in AI. like it's it's happening. Totally. It's in all the apps that we're using right now. I think it just means, you know, there there's a responsibility of people in industries that are being heavily impacted by technology to keep up with the trends and to understand how that technology is going to impact them. But then just to find more ways to differentiate what they're doing. And so, for example, we we have a lot of technology that automates certain parts of accounting. And so, Some people might wonder, well, what about the accountants that do that work? But what we found is that a lot of the bookkeepers and accountants that we work with, they're happy for those components to be automated and not have to worry about them. Because now they can spend more time on consultation and advisory, which is more interesting to them. Um, It makes them more money. And it's just, you know, a a more valuable thing that they're able to provide to their customers. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that would be the case.
0: Yeah, I just think it, 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 people are terrified of it. And, and I think that the way you put it, it's like great, right? I think you can really use it to, to push you forward on what you're doing and not get stuck in your ways. Absolutely. Totally. Um, well, Malika, if, if people wanted to, to reach out and connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, um, where's the best place everyone could do that?
2: QuickBooks.ca should be able to link you to anything. And, you know, we're very active on social, we're active on Twitter, we're active on LinkedIn. And so any of those resources uh, to to get in touch with us at Intuit would be fantastic. And you'll see me around on, you know, through social and in different events in the city. Uh, and So it's pretty easy to get in touch.
0: Perfect. And where are you most active on social personally? If people wanted to like go to LinkedIn or Instagram, where's the place? <laughs>
2: uh, I think LinkedIn.
0: All right. Not on TikTok yet, eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I have not ventured into TikTok Me and either. I just talked about keeping up with technology trends and I'll admit I'm not great at the social media part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I always i don't i don't I'm not on TikTok either. I I don't really know what I would do with it, but I uh, always <laughs> I always laugh when I bring that up. But yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I will uh, share out all those links to make it super simple to connect with Malika. Malika, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and uh, coming on here and sharing your wisdom with the audience today.
2: Absolutely, it was my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. And everyone, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did hit that subscribe button, share this out with a friend who you feel like could really benefit from listening to today's episode. We'll be back with another one. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.